1: This episode of
2: Rooster Radio is brought to you by Viva Techie. Viva Techie is ready to serve you fresh, delicious Mexican street food at its finest. With selections like street-style tacos, burritos, Mexican bowls, quesadillas, and more, Viva Techie will fulfill your Mexican food needs. So next time you're craving Mexican food, come on to downtown Gastonia and check out Viva Techie. They're at 238 West Main Avenue and when you get there tell Francisco that the rooster sent you.
3: Yeah, tell us a little bit about the uh, about the Pentecostal church, man. Like, so man. all
2: right. So being raised in a Pentecostal church, yeah. you know, I, I, I lovingly joke that uh, Pentecostal is as close as white people can come to a black church. You know, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. rowdy, it's loud, it's you know, people are speaking in tongues. There's seventy-year-old women jumping up and down, and you know, as a kid growing up in that, you're just like, what's happening right, right. now? But as you get older, you start to learn that the reason these things are happening is people are overwhelmed by these emotions. They're overwhelmed mm-hmm. with this energy that's in the room. And I get it. Now, today, I don't get it from church, but I get it from live music. Yeah. You know, that same energy that, that you feel you know, when you're in church or you know whatever it is that, that you worship or whatever it is, however it is that you release that energy or take it in, I get it through live music. And I think that, you know, That's probably the reason why it's so much harder for local original artists than it is for, say, cover and tribute bands, you know, because when you when you know these songs, they're in you. Mm -hmm. These are songs that you've that have helped you through hard times They're songs that are like little page markers in your life that, like, I remember exactly where I was or what was going on that summer. This album come out. So when you go to these tribute shows or these cover band shows and you hear them songs, you're just like, yeah, you're getting into it. You're singing along. And you can't, it's hard to replicate that energy when you're writing original music that nobody's heard.
1: Right.
2: And, that, and that's the struggle. That's, that's the fight that we have to fight. And, you know, you know I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm disparaging cover bands because I love cover bands. You know, I, I've seen many, many, tri- we, we do tribute shows here. Yeah. Um, I just wish more people cared about the local original stuff. Oh, I, I-
0: absolutely agree <laughs> but i don't I, again how do you make that connection when nobody's ever heard that music to that's connect the thing. a memory to or an yeah. emotion to right? yeah
3: they've definitely got I mean tribute and cover shows definitely have a place in you know in, in the in the on the landscape because people have to come and they want to have a good time and yeah. they want to hear you know
0: it takes them back to something it, that they're totally because
3: i mean and that's how we all started i mean even as people that write our own stuff i mean we we started with hearing as kids hearing stuff that we love, and we still go back and we love those songs, you know. And we, I mean,
2: on. you guys cover songs in your shows
3: too, right? We have I mean, in the past. I yeah. mean, we kind of made it, you know, recent, like, relatively recently. When we got back together in in, in twenty twenty, we uh, we 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 made it kind of a unspoken thing. We weren't going to do covers for a while because we were like, no, we want to like you know because. There's enough bands covering other people's stuff out there. We want to like concentrate on writing our own stuff, but we, we have a, done we it. Got
0: a lot of stuff that, and know, we, got, we got,
3: got a lot of stuff creating. that we want. Yeah, we got a yeah. stuff that we're trying to do ourselves. So.
2: Well, to your point about like how do you, you know, how do you kind of overcome that challenge? That's, you know, that's that's part of the reason we do this podcast. You know, when yeah. we have an opportunity to play a video like the one we just saw, yeah, you know, it gives people an opportunity to see that and get more connected with the aud- with the artists that, that, that we play here. But, you know, what I what I've learned in the, you know, we've only been open three months. But mm-hmm. what I have learned is that when we do bring in original artists, from my I'm behind the bar. I'm watching everything happen. Mm-hmm. And when bands do cover a song that a lot of people know, that energy in the audience it, it, it goes up. Sure. People get excited. Absolutely. They want to sing along. And then the rest of their set is just a little bit more like more energy in the room because they covered that song. And you know, that's I guess there's something to be said about that. You know, that's why it's not about I mean, hell, I go see, you know, I've gone to see huge bands and even the biggest bands in the world still will cover songs oh, yeah. in their shows. And, you know, for for when you're on that level, it's more of a tip in your hat, you know. Yeah,
3: I was kinda yeah. I was kinda always at the school of like uh, you know, for us to cover a tune would be like the same way like a country band would do a a classic country song where you're saying this artist was an influence on us and you know and and we're kind of in the we're at least you know sonically in the lineage of this guy you know and 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 you and you're you're giving a shout out to that artist you know and and then yeah hoping that that engages the audience at the same time
2: that in and of itself deepens that connection between artists and audience because you're giving this you're giving your audience this little peek into like how you got to where you're at with your art is like this this guy or this band this singer influenced me so you know again you know, I don't ever want anyone to feel like I'm disparaging cover bands or tribute bands because I'm not. I think they're no, wonderful. No. They they provide a service to people. You know, people can't afford to go see, you know, Paul McCartney. People can't afford right. to go yeah. see Rolling Stones. You know, those tickets are outrageous. But if you can go to your local venue, the Rooster in downtown Gastonia at 334 West Main, you, you might be <laughs> able to catch a band playing a song that you love. Yeah. You know, and then and you... Connect with that artist and you start listening to their music, right. and then next thing you know, you've got this whole new catalog of music that can mean something to you or that, that might speak to you in some kind of way. You
3: know, yeah. that's and I mean, that's our and purpose. honestly, I mean, we're I mean, the Na- Roman can't, I mean, we're Roman can't, we're, we're kind of mutants in the sense that like most guys our age aren't. You know, we're not as invested in you know they're not as invested in like writing original music as we are. I mean, we're kind of lifers. You know what I mean? I'm
2: seeing. I'm. I'm not seeing it like that. I'm seeing people of all ages. You know. Maybe, maybe you might feel that
3: way because you're not like. It's yeah, felt like that, yeah. you know. It's felt like that to me, where it feels like most guys, most guys our age are like are doing tribute or cover bands, whereas like. Well, you it know, depends on the scene too, right? Depends on the yeah. scene, I guess. But so, if it's, so we feel kind of isolated that way. But
0: and if you're wanting to, if you to make a living at it, you know, you got to, you got to do the covers. I mean, you got to do the, the bars, yeah. and you got to give the people, like you were saying, you know, that connection of things that are familiar to them. So. We're talking to Roman Candles today. <laughs> We've got
2: Rodney <laughs> and Gray in the studio. Uh, so I guess I should have done that earlier. But it's uh, so how are you guys doing? Thanks for coming, Thanks for hanging out us. with me today. Um, we're back. talking to these guys because next Friday, the third uh, of February, they're going to be taking the stage here at the Rooster. And they've got a great show planned for you. So, with all that said, are we going to hear a cover song <laughs> in your set? Well, well man, you, will.
3: you know, I think we were actually thinking of we were thinking well, of doing. Well, there is one. Well, but, well, we're thinking about it. Well, well we're thinking of doing it so if we do we'll uh, you know but it's we won't, funny enough that whole we, won't, conversation we won't we won't do spoiler alerts though because we'll, it we'll has
0: work. been a topic of recent discussion within the band
3: if you're interested in hearing your favorite local original band do some covers come to this show, because yeah. we, might, we might we might actually throw a couple out for you. We'll see.
2: I think I think the thing to take away from this part of the conversation is, like, wherever you stand as an artist on doing covers, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah. if you feel like, no, I've worked so hard on this music, I want them to hear my music, that's fine to have that perspective. But throwing a cover or two in, it might just... It might mm-hmm. just up the uh, ante a little bit of your live shows. Yeah. It might give people more of a reason to listen to more of your music. A good
3: cover, like a good cover that's artfully chosen, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Can actually elevate a set to another place, you know, and if you do it right, you know. And so we, I believe that.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm glad we had this conversation today. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> to piggyback on that, can
3: we
2: talk a little bit about your influences? Because I, I think I told you this, Rodney, when we were talking earlier, right after we booked the show, I'd gone to listen to your music, and I got kind of Big Head Todd and the Monster vibes. And when I said that, you were kind of like, I, think, I don't know if you were being nice or not, but you were like, oh, I could see that. So, I mean, who? what are your influences? And, and talk a little bit about how you got to, to making the type of music you make.
0: Lord, my influences are totally different than that's our the beauty, sound. That's yeah. the crazy
3: thing about the group is every, every member's got some wide, some yeah, crazy. So, so growing from. up, yeah. man,
0: you know, I was an 80s hair guy. Kiss yeah. was my big influence, and, and the, the whole hair metal glam scene, that was that was my thing, you know. I didn't really gravitate towards the Pink Floyds at that time or anything like that. But when I started playing, you know, I didn't start playing until I was 40. And I've been honored to play with some great musicians on some good stages, and that really changed my perspective of of what music's about, right? So I did get to expand out into more of the... You know the classic stuff, more of the Led Zeppelins that I mm-hmm. wasn't really into. The Rushes, I really love Rush, the prog rock, um, and regional bands. You know J.J. Grey and Mofro. That's that's one of my go-to to get me excited to elevate my emotions and my energy. Right, we go see them all the time. But how we make our, you know, it's just all four of us have a have different influences, and then when it all comes together, it creates what we are, which is which is amazing
3: in itself. Yeah, that we can do that.
2: What about you, Greg? What did, what did you grow up on? What was you, what? I grew
3: up in? Uh, I grew up in Los Angeles. Uh, when I was coming up, uh, I I had a real uh, I had a real Jones for '60s and '60s rock, especially garage rock. So I loved the Kinks and I loved you know the Rolling Stones and 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 then and then I started getting into other local bands from there. You know, like bands that were bands that were indicative to LA, like you know like Love or like the Seeds, and then. Um, And then I started listening to like a lot of, you know, like the punk rock in the 70s, like television, Tom Verlaine, God rest him, Um, Talking Heads, uh, a lot of the British stuff like Echo and the Bunnymen and and, uh, Cure, The Chameleons, a lot of stuff like that. I moved to New York when I was 24 and I got got taken in by this really amazing scene called the anti-folk scene. It was in the Lower East Side and I I was hanging out with people like uh, the Moldy Peaches and with Regina Spector, who wound up doing really well. And uh, and so I I, I I took all that in, you know. Uh, and so definitely, I, you know, my biggest influence is rock, you know, rock and roll. You know, but I love garage rock and I love punk, you know, the, the classic punk. Um, uh, but other bands, too, like Big Star and um, songwriters, like, uh, songwriters like Graham Parker and, uh, oh, God, I mean, I could just go... There's so many, right?
2: Yeah. A lot. I mean, there's there's some obscure names in there.
3: Uh, yeah. So, so, <laughs> but I'm also you know, big Beetle fan. I mean, I was at the Tangerine Trees thing last week, you know, or you know, so, you know, but definitely, uh, I think my biggest, um, I, I think I think the you know, I think my years are definitely like from. 60s through the end of the last century I think were the biggest you know years for me as far as like So music.
2: how how does that influence how you write music like you know, growing up having kind of having a your your taste are kind of outside the edges for lack of a better way of saying that like mm. you know, a lot of the stuff that you've just re- named off you know it's not stuff that you would have heard on the radio every day No so
3: no how definitely How you how I mean, are you
2: consuming was... that and how did that play into how you there was right a lot of, the- uh,
3: growing up in Los Angeles, there was, a, there was alternative rock radio. Like there's KROQ, which is like, which was on the far end of the dial. And then on the far left of the dial, you had NPR, but at night they would play some really weird, like, you know, off the wall stuff. I think one of the cool things about the band is that, you know, everyone's got disparate influences in the group. So, so if I'm coming in with like, you know, if I'm coming in with an Echo and the bunnyman idea, Rodney's got his Kiss influence there and he brings the, he brings that influence with the bass, and then Daniel's got you know Daniel's got root. He's rooted in like a lot of Gulf uh, music, like the Meters and you know Muscle Shoals stuff, and so he's got that kind of deep Southern kind of soul, you know. But with all, he's got some psychedelic in him yeah. too, and then and then Justin's like into prog rock and. You know, and, and uh, you and guys really stuff. are all over the place. Yeah, but I mean, when you hear it all together, I mean, it's a pretty. I mean, we we we, we work together to make it a pretty concise. It's a pretty concise rock sound, you know. I mean, uh, you pretty, you
2: do have a cool sound. Like I said, yeah. you know, When I was listening, I kind of got those those Bighead Todd vibes. Yeah. Um, I can definitely. Now that you mention, it, I I can hear some of the prog influence in in your music, but you know, I I, I love Rush. I mm-hmm. you know, I grew up on Rush, Kiss. You know. Pink, Pink Floyd was one of my favorites growing up, and of course, you know, coming up, you know, I was a kid in the 80s, teenager in the 90s, you know, there was this big, huge explosion of creativity in music, you know, you know after the 80s hair metal, it kind of morphed into grunge, Yeah. you know, you had like these, these couple of years of like Guns N' Roses and Pantera, and then somehow grunge became a thing, and yeah. then that turned into alternative, and then, you know, I think... The cool thing about alternative music, and this is why I think we peaked in the 90s uh, as a society, uh, people were just taking elements from, uh, just grabbing elements from everywhere else yeah. and mixing it into this, this big blender. You know, you had bands like 311 came out with this like, are they ska? Are they reggae? Are they hard rock? Are they rappers? What are mm-hmm. they like? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, no doubt was another big mm-hmm. band that you know. There's this chick singing to ska music, but it's but it's punk and it's pop and it's rock and, you know, you just never heard anything like that yeah. before. There was all, it was almost like there was this formula everyone followed for whatever specific genre they had, and now fast forward thirty years and we have fifteen thousand genres of music. Yeah, you know what I mean.
3: Well, it's It's like all the genres genres collided, and then they, like, exploded apart into, like, you know, a million different pieces. And
2: and, and for me, personally, for me, had that not happened, I would probably still have this narrow taste of, like, I've just listened to classic rock and hard rock, but now I'll find myself listening to some off-the-wall stuff that I probably never would have listened to had it not been for this explosion of creativity that kind of opened my eyes to the possibilities and, you know, what you could do with it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, it was a good time to be around. It was it was great to it was great to experience all that. We're not going to do the good old days thing. Yeah, sorry, yeah, but, right. It's hard. But, yeah. It, it can become. Still a lot of it can become nostalgia hour real quick. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that you can slip into that real quick. <laughs> I don't ever want to come off uh, around the old guy. 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 a yeah. uh, <laughs> mighty time. Yeah, yeah. It, but but it is it, it is exciting today to to hear and see the different the different bands that are yeah. forming and and coming along and even bands that have been around for a while that you know we've changed so much the way we consume music and art that, you know, you know, what is making it anymore?
3: What's great now is that anybody that wants to can make records and they can make, you know, and the fact, I mean, we would have had to have gotten, you know, if we would have been lucky, we could have gotten signed in in, in some other era and maybe made one record and that would have been it. Whereas now you can actually create like a body of work, you know what I mean? And, and put it out there and, if you, you know, depending on how you put it out there and plug it or, you know, p- people could consume it, you know, and it's there. And that's that's unique to now. That was not the case yeah. even back then, you know. You can do it in their bedroom, I mean, all day
0: long.
2: Speaking of, the, I mean, your music sounds really well produced. You've got a couple of records, and we'll put them up right now. You've got Proximo, or am I pronouncing that correctly? Is it? Proximo. It's Pro- Proximo. You released this in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then you've got... This the City is Closed that came out in twenty twenty-two. Now who produced these records? 2020, for, 2021. twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. I'm sorry. Yeah, The City is Closed came out in twenty twenty-one. And both these records are great records. They sound wonderful. So who helped you put these records together? Who who,
3: who Well, uh, we these? were working uh we were working with Rob Tavleon at Catalyst recording. He's uh the oldest uh, I think he's been around he's, he's the longest running stud freestanding studio in in Charlotte at this point. What's his name? Rob Tavlion.
2: So we'll shout and, out Rob Tavlion. Yeah,
3: shout out to Rob. And we were we were working with him, uh, not just on those records, we worked on on him on our, with earlier stuff too, the Happy Infinite yeah. series that we did in 2014. Um, and so he was, yeah, we were working with him and he worked on those two records and yeah, he did a tremendous job. He, he did do great. a tremendous
2: job because they sound wonderful. Yeah. And, and you can hear these records on Spotify, Apple Music, where, wherever you can see them, you just look up Roman Candles Band. Yeah, Roman candles rules okay. Yeah.
3: Roman candles rule okay. Uh, yeah. it's a Bowie. It's a Bowie. Uh, it's a Bowie reference. <laughs> nice, right. nice. That's but, another um, influence. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Bowie influence, there's a there's a band uh, here in the Charlotte area called Oh You Pretty Things name name i mean you know you name your band oh, you oh yeah yeah you're you know, hoping you're hoping it's got some bowie in there right? they just released a, a new song a couple of weeks ago called uh, new year's eve that's fantastic give that Sweet. give that a listen i think you know. you'd like them they you know um they're kind of sludgy kind of oh, okay good Well, f- funny
3: as a side note three three members of roman candles were actually in a david bowie tribute band <laughs> me and me Dun- justin and daniel right after bowie passed away like a labor of love we put together a bowie we called it love in the alien and it was a and we did a couple of good shows with it, and it was, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, that, that, that could when, be when another it's right, show when here, right? We're totally in, yeah, <laughs> when it's right, we're totally in. We're totally down for it, you know. When it feels right to do, yeah. So,
2: so you guys have been a band for how long? Because you just referenced twenty fourteen. <sighs> yeah. How long have you? Has Roman Candles been a band? The, the, the two albums are 2020, 2021. What did it take to get to that
3: point? Well, we started. Um, we started playing together uh, at the end of twenty thirteen, as like as a unit. And we, um, and we started recording, uh, at the beginning of, uh, we'll be we recording, we were recording songs, you know, before that. Yeah. But, um, I met Rodney, Rodney was in another band and, uh, and me and Daniel had been playing in various, bunch of different projects. And, and we started playing together and we had a great time and we started working on some songs and we were, we were spending 2014 writing and recording a song every month and putting it out, and then we would compile them into these little EPs, and we made three EPs called The Happy Infinite, so volume one, two, and three. And by the end of that year, we were a band. Yeah. And we had were uh Were those
2: conceptual? You
3: know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, that's a good question, because we were kind of following our nose, but then if you listen to all three EPs, there's like four or five songs on each EP. If you listen to them all the, uh, back-to-back, there, there is a kind of weird arcing... Yeah, uh, there's a kind of weird, you know, vibe or theme to it. No, it's you not know? telling
2: a story, like it's not no, not not story. in
3: a not in a conscious way, no. But uh, other than the story of four dudes getting together and you know and, <laughs> yeah, and, was, and and becoming a band, I mean, that's kind of what it was, you know. That
0: whole process was the most creative, interesting process I've ever been part of.
3: I mean, literally, we would
0: go, me, Gray, and Dan, on one day on a weekend. And just figure out what we're going to play. Pick the chord structure. And then we would get basically the the bass and the drums down Mm -hmm. from zero, from nothing. And then he would take it to Rob's and then they would flesh it out. And then we would flesh it out. We had no idea what we were doing month to month. But the goal was to release a song once a month, at least from no idea no concept no practicing no rehearsing we would just go in and start jamming till we got got it down and it became a song i mean they we got a year's worth of songs out of it so now
2: yeah. so all all four of you write correct or or yeah is he, is no there... we totally do
3: yeah. we totally do um we're getting uh it's, it's so far up until now it's been kind of like the the conveyor you know the the process has been you know we hey, kind of got this yeah
2: what do you how do you how do, so exactly no one's, like no justin one's, will no call in. in with a fully written song I and mean, be like you do this you do this it's more like somebody's one of you's got a lick it's like hey uh, what do you think of this yeah like, like
3: most a lot of proximo i'd say about a good 85 percent of proximo musically was justin he brought he would bring an idea and then we'd flesh it out uh i think uh city's clothes was probably a little bit more of a mix of me and him you know uh bringing in an idea and then fleshing it out usually the words come last Yeah. You know, who's
2: writing it, most of your lyrics
3: up until now it's been me okay, yeah. yeah i'm yeah, guilty but uh <laughs> up in, but um we're actually writing some new we're writing some new material now and one of our best new songs is lyrically it's mostly daniel the drummer yeah and, and i just kind of edited it for Flow, you know, edited it yeah. for, to make it easier to sing. But I mean, me and him kind of collabed on those lyrics, and th- that's one of our best songs. So we're gonna. What's it be, called? It'll be called. It's called Jesus Was an Astronaut. Okay. Debuting, <laughs> debuting live at the Rooster on February. Oh wait, 3rd. we're gonna the be the
2: first place you play
0: yeah. it.
3: The, the, we, the, you will actually be the first place exclusive. Play it
0: live. Exclu- I love that. Thank you me. heard it here it's
3: first. Fantastic. Yeah, no, it's actually. gonna.
0: All four of the new songs we're going to debut
3: here. We're going to be debuting all the new songs on the new EP. yeah. Fantastic. Out, yeah, here.
0: I'm honored, fellas. Thank so,
3: yeah, we're, it's a really collaborative group. I mean, we're always bringing I mean, we, he, we just kind of started working on a new song that musically was an idea of Rodney's and might see that. You know, I might see the light of day later in the year, maybe in the summer. <laughs> not on this album. You know, not on this. It doesn't it's really a, fit the, the it's new, totally new different stuff. Yeah, the four it's different.
2: songs that you're going to debut, are they uh, a smaller part of a bigger whole or are you looking at like an EP?
3: We've been doing EPs, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, the, the full length seem a little too, like, you know, LPs seem a little too, you know, 12 tracks. People's eyes just kind of glaze over when you give them 12 tracks to listen uh, to.
2: Sometimes. It, it depends. Yeah. I, I think we are living in a world of like, you know, like most artists these days are releasing songs. They're not even releasing EPs. It's like, yeah. hey, here's a new song. Even a lot of the artists I follow, you know, it's like, here's a new song. It'll just, you know, every day I'll open my phone and and go to, you know, the Spotify app, and it's like such-and-such such released this song. You don't see a lot of albums coming out. And, and you know, personally, I'm okay with that. I've got no problem with that, but I am a little old school. I like to put a record on. You know, we have a record player at the house. You know, we like to put records on it and kick back and listen. And there's, you know, it's a lot harder to put together, you know, 10, 12 songs that have a flow to them, that, you know, there's, you know, sometimes an album tells a story we, we were talking a little bit mm-hmm. about concept conceptual concept albums things and there's you know there's a lot of jokes out there about it's a concept album you know but <laughs> but they're awesome like yeah. if, if it's done well they're, they're awesome when you, when you sit and listen to this story be told through music it's pretty dope yeah. and uh, a lot of people don't do that now which is fine you know there's nothing wrong with doing it this way either there's you know how many different ways are there to to do this thing. It's infinite, right? Just like you guys, all four of you are writing together. There's a lot of bands that are awesome where it's one guy's writing everything, you know, panic Mm -hmm. at the disco. Mm -hmm. Super massively successful band. That's all Brandon. Yeah, he's just hiring guys. Nothing wrong with that. As long as his music's good, right? As long as there's And he just decided
3: to to call it quits. It's you
2: know. Uh, well, it's time to move on, I guess. I guess it is, yeah. Maybe maybe he's milked that cow dry, and I the next so. thing that he's on isn't going to sound anything like that. And he's like, I can't do anything else with this. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jerry Seinfeld. He, yeah. yeah <laughs> that show stopped, they, they, he yeah. left at the top. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. You know, I, I don't get why why you know there's a lot a lot of people complain about a lot of things when it comes to art and music. You know, I, one of the arguments that really kind of grounds my gears is when people are like, oh they they used to be so much better or they're, you know, they're, you know, mm. they're not good anymore. And I'm like, are, is that, is that what it is? Are they not good anymore or did they just evolve? Right.
3: And, or did they like, or do they branch into some area that you're not really yeah, feeling? You exper- know I, mean? Yes.
2: They, exper- I mean, you're an artist, artists experiment with things, you know, there's some bands that can be super successful writing the same album over and over again. You know, so. I'm not gonna, yeah. okay, I wasn't gonna name any names. <laughs> so, yeah. but, uh, I mean, you know, Godsmack's one of them. Love Godsmack, great band, great mm-hmm. live band, but they've been writing the same album for a while. Right. And the last one they put out, they they turned a different direction and it still turned out to be a good album. Yeah. But a lot of people would hear that. You, know, it's, the, it's the Metallica black album argument. Yeah, you know, oh, right. you know. hardcore, Metallica fans feel like the Black Album was a disgrace. Was it or was, some, was that an amazing album that you just didn't like because it didn't right. sound like Justice for All?
3: Because I mean it blew yeah. open It blew open Metallica for the world. I mean it, yes. they became a world stage band. They put them in that, the right? Maelstrom
2: Mm-hmm. It, it brought it, it raised awareness to heavy metal music and heavy metal became more mainstream after that yeah so do you really hate that album or do you just are you just in this little comfort zone where i want to hear the same thing over and over yeah you know you have to you and it takes balls to do that it takes mm-hmm. courage yeah. to decide hey i'm going to try something different i'm having so much success over here i you know I'm, Got a house, got a wife and kids, everything's Mm -hmm. going great. Now let me change this. Yeah, that takes courage. You know, (laughs) I respect that. I mean, but that's that might just be the eternal optimist in me. The the way I look at things is, is like, hey, good for you. And if it falls flat, one of my favorite, very favorite bands is Pearl Jam. You know, when they come along, it started with Mother Love Bone, and Mm -hmm. and that's probably there's. We can do a whole other podcast on Mother Love Bone. (laughs) Love that band. But through that tragedy, gave birth to this amazing band, Pearl Jam, that kind of took the world by storm and Mm -hmm. one of the flagship grunge bands at the time. I mean, I'm not afraid to say, you know, they've got a couple stinkers, man. There's a couple of their albums I just don't like. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they suck, it just means those albums didn't speak to me. Right. And then the last couple have been some of their best work. You know, you you evolve, you change, you experiment, and you never know what's going to happen. Now, with that said, is this new? You, we were talking a little bit before the show, and you had, you had you had hinted at how your sound's changing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: It's
3: just gonna be more guitar. It's just it's gonna, gonna be more eccentric. guitars. Yeah, I mean, the uh, founding lineup, original lineup for Roman Candles was uh, had Matt Matt Stash on keyboards, and he was uh and, and he was a definitive part of like the whole Happy Infinite era. Yeah. So there was a lot more keys. Even up going into the, this project, he was still you know doing stuff, and he was adding. You know, but uh, six years was a long time, and he was gone for a long time, and then we just kind of got back together recently, and we, you know, everyone's just kind of a little bit different. So he decided to, you know, he decided to move on and do some stuff of his own, and we're kind of still doing our own thing. And so, just by virtue of the keyboards being, uh, I was going to say, there, is
2: that is that why the sound changed, or have you have you <coughs> even have you entertained <coughs> sure. have you entertained the thought of bringing in a new well or do you, are you we're, we're, we're,
3: we're, we're kind of you know we're open to it but we're the most important thing is that whoever get you know whoever we would bring in has to fit in with us as people mm. and they got it because i mean the, the the chemistry with the four of us is really really good so we're not just going to like bring on some per you know someone else on keys just to like lay down like Understood. You, know, you know what That's, i mean I so we're, that. Yeah, yeah so they, they've got to fit in so we're going to take our time and you know it, when the keyboards are needed, the keyboardists will appear. Where you know we're we're pretty <laughs> we'll put it we're there. pretty sure you It'll know what manifest I mean. Because I mean you know so yeah, just by virtue of like that recent change in the lineup, the next record's going to be a lot more guitar, which is kind of cool because I mean there's a lot there's there's not as much guitar stuff out there as there used to be. I mean you know the keys have taken, synthesizers and things have taken like a real big part of the stage you know. In the le- for you know recent years, but I kind of well, like I
2: mean, that. I remember in the early 90s listening to Nine Inch Nails.
3: Oh, yeah, and, and, well, I mean, and it was
2: like, Whoa, what is this? You know, you've got all this synthesizer keyboard action going on in yeah. music, and you know, I mean, hell, Trent Reznor probably has influenced millions. He did, of, 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 you, you know, can musicians. see it now, because, yeah. I
3: mean, every almost every kid outfit has every every outfit with you know with people under the age of 30 has at least a synthesizer in it or, you know, doing yeah. some kind of soundscape stuff. So it's big, you know. So we're kind of, a, we're kind of embracing the, uh, the classic four, you know, two guitars, bass, drums, beat lineup, and seeing where that goes for, you know. <laughs> at least for this project. At least, at least, at least for this project. Talk
2: a so. little bit about your stage, uh, your stage presence. Do you guys move around a lot? Like, you know, oh, we should probably tell people what you guys do in the band. I don't think we've addressed that yet.
3: Well, <laughs> Roddy, what are you doing the band?
0: I'm the tall, lanky bass player. That's right. They put me in the corner. I can move, but we're not. You know, I'm, I'm not really a thrash person. But yeah, when the groove hits, man, the groove hits. You know, especially on the bass.
2: One of my favorite bass players to watch play is Blake Webb, who's in Testarossa. Oh yeah, yeah. And have you heard of those guys? They're local, but they're they're kind of you know on another tier here and. He that dude has so much energy on stage. (laughs) I mean, he's over there doing high kicks. I mean, it's no shit, it kinda reminds me of years ago I went and saw Earth Wind and Fire. Uh me Mm -hmm. and my uncle went and saw Earth Wind and Fire up in Charlotte. And, you know, this is another band that I grew up listening Mm -hmm. to to their music. And, you know, these guys, yeah, the original singer, son is is their singer now, but the you know, the bass player in that band, another tall lakey guy and he's gotta be Seventy,
0: he's still doing, and it. he's up there yeah. high
2: kicking, and I'm just like, you know, it's. It, I almost had this moment, like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> right. Like, this guy's seventy years old, just kicking over his head while holding his beat, and it's, it's like, I don't know, man, that was pretty awesome. To see. I can't kick over my head. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'd probably break a hip or something. Right? No, that's, I was about to say. So, I'm, so I'm, I'm the medium sized. Enthusiastic front guy, or who, who tries to maintain his enthusiasm but still stay safe. I don't know. So I, I don't do high kicks. I try to keep it. You know, I, I'm trying not to injure myself, but you know, I, I try to, I try to enjoy myself. I mean, I, I you know, I try yeah, to keep, I try to keep things going. So, it's all know. about enjoying that moment. Yeah.
0: I mean, being on stage is a very special moment to be able to perform these songs. To some yeah, we still sense got a kick crowd, out of right, Having that back and forth of energy. Yeah. You know, we can record at the house every day, but to be able to get in front of people and have that exchange. You know, it's just a
3: magic moment. There's a lot of magic moments that can happen. One of the really uh one of the really interesting parts of the process is like after you're done making a record is learning how to make those things work live. Because you'll find that you'll find that what works on a record and sounds awesome. You try to do it in the room and you look at each other going, this is not done. this is not working at all. Like, oh, I mean, dude, I can't
2: tell you how many the, times you know, like, I've I've gone to see a band live who I already love their music,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: you see their live performance, and you're just completely let down. And then the inverse of that, you'll maybe there's a band you'll hear a band on radio, and you're like, oh, whatever. And then they're opening for someone. You go see them, and you're like. Oh, yeah. now I get it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's you know a lot of bands. You know, and I think a lot of bands write that way. A lot of bands are like, you know, let's write this like we're performing it, and and then sometimes that just doesn't translate to good. You
3: know, it's a trick. To out. It's it, tricky. It's, yeah, it's tricky. And, and since we're like the kind of band that builds its songs up, you know, sonically from the ground up, we'll, we'll at the end we'll have something that sounds great, you know, and then and then we'll spend another additional three to six months yeah. in the rehearsal room trying to make that work to you know in a room with people in it. You, yeah, know? But
2: you make a great point though about the exchange of energy yeah, when, yeah. when you're on the stage. You know, that's I mean that's a lot of the reason why I open this place is, is just, I mean, you know, if you want to boil it down, I'm just a junkie for that feeling, you know, like as I'm trying to fill it every day with this place. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want I want to I want to see live music every day. Yeah. You know, so how do I do that?
0: <laughs> you have your own place. Open a, yeah. open a venue.
2: Yeah, I love it that much. And I know a lot of other people do, too. And, you know, otherwise this wouldn't work,
0: right? Well, I'm I'm glad you opened the space, really. And when we came out... We're glad you're here. Absolutely. For that Scandal Tangerine Tree. Yeah, shout out, pack, to, yeah
2: shout out to Tangerine yeah. Tree. Shout out to Scandal and the King family. Like, they... They really brought the energy that yeah. night. I mean, yeah, this room
1: absolutely.
2: was, there's, you know, our capacity, we, we hit it. You know, this place was yeah. full. We could not fit any more people in, yeah. and everyone had a blast. Not one person went online and complained about us or <laughs> nice. left a bad review. Nice. Everybody said nice things about us. So I, awesome. I'm left to assume that everyone had a good time, and that's exactly what I'm doing this for. You know, we had, you know, close to 200 people all sharing this big moment yep. together. And you, you know, know we're trying to do that again this Friday the third, <laughs> when Roaming Candles <laughs> takes our stage with Shake the Dust. <laughs> with Shake the Dust. That's now nice. Shake the Dust. Um, talk a little bit about those guys. How'd you get hooked up with them? Let's promote well, the show. Yeah,
3: Craig yeah. Hanks. We, um, I, I've, I've known. Yeah, we've known Craig Hanks for a while. Yeah, for and, a little bit. we and we've actually shared this, you know, bills with him in, when he was in other, you know, in other bands. And, uh, and we had a great night with him last year, late last year. We played a place in Charlotte. Uh, we played the starlight, starlight with shake yeah. the dust and it was it just was a great great night and so we just knew that the two bands complement each other real well cuz they have this really good kind of uh americana rock kind of you know sound and uh and yeah we just complemented each other and yep. it was just a good fit and and so when we were when we were looking at another place to play we thought they would be a really good band to to fit cool. in with and yeah and we've uh, we always have a great time with them they're just great guys good songs yeah, uh Phil Lomack
0: and, and Craig Hanks and rest of the guys
3: yeah lovers of the guitar you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Uh, you know like oh i know, love like, a good guitar yeah.
2: solo man that's a lost art it seems yeah. with a lot of new you music you know
3: a good you know a les paul through a vox amp just sounds <laughs> awesome man you know what i mean it's just great you know and so yeah so we've always uh they've always been really good they've been a good you know just good friends yeah. of ours, and we just enjoy playing with them. Cool. Well,
2: shout out to Shake the Dust. Absolutely. You can catch them opening for Roman Candles next Friday, February 3rd, at the Rooster. Uh, <laughs> well, let's. Uh, all right. So, you is there anything else you guys want to promote while we're still here? You want to talk about where people can find you and that kind of stuff? And if you've got any other shows lined up you want to promote, feel free.
0: Well, if you look for us online, just at Roman Candles Rule OK. And that's our. That's our username on all the platforms, on the Twitter, the TikTok, the Instagram, the Facebook, the YouTube, our website at, you know, www.romancandlesruleok.com. And, and you'll be able to find all of our videos yeah, and our music's there. links to all of our stuff, even the Happy Infinite stuff we have up there. Yeah. I like what
2: you guys do with YouTube. Um, it, it, it kind of There's a guy named uh, James who's in a band called World Sauntering Day that have performed here. And they performed for us before we got open. We, we did a couple of off-site shows. And uh, he spends a lot of time doing visualizer videos for his songs. And and I know, just from talking to him, I know how much work it is to put those videos together. Oh, yeah, and you, got, you guys have a couple of like, live-action music videos, but you also have a lot of visualizers and lyric videos. Who's doing that for you, by the way? Oh, this, this yeah,
1: dude.
0: yeah. I'm, this I'm guy the, right here. I'm the guy behind the keyboard. He's the guy but, behind it. Yeah, well, I can't tell you how many nights... And how many hours we've spent yeah. running I've, through video. I've been there, downloaded, with them. It takes a while. And trying man. to create some kind of
3: semblance of a storyline. Oh, my God. Shout yeah. out to anybody in the film editing industry that takes like six months to do. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, it takes so much work to make a cohesive. Even, I mean, we're only working in four minutes, you right. know, to, to, to put together something that's like 90 minutes to a two hours long and making that make sense just. It's, it's, yeah, that's many, a whole other hours. like that's a whole other world. It's, man. it's
0: kind of crazy how the uh, yeah how it takes shape too because you yeah. start one down one path at least trying to create some kind of storyline with similar visual elements, right? To kind of keep some consistency in the video. And typically, where we end up is with the story is like M eighty seven. I mean, if you guys go watch M eighty seven, tell us what you think it means. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a fun video. Or the faces. Was a, that was a fun one. Those that that fun. was a, definitely a, a stoner psychedelic kind of trippy video. I,
2: I definitely recommend going and checking checking Roman Candle's music videos out on YouTube. You know, we were looking at some of them today before the show, and uh, it's it's real creative. It's really cool stuff, yeah. and it also you know kind of whet your appetite for the show that's going to come up this week. And, and maybe if you go listen to some more of their music. Um, They'll with be able that, to sing along. To yeah, it. you'll be able to sing along. <laughs> you can catch that feeling we were talking yeah, about earlier. Absolutely. Um, you know, in fact,. We'll play faces at the end of this. And, you know, if you uh,
3: okay. if you
2: liked what you saw at the beginning of the show and you're curious about more, stick around at the end of the show. We'll we'll put the video faces at the end of the sure. episode oh, cool. so people can see that as well.
3: And we'll be uh after, you know we're looking forward to the rooster on February third. After that, I think we're going to be doing the Starlight Bar in Starlight, March. Yeah. And uh, then we've got something also in Charlotte in, in May or ap- end of April, end of April in, 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 uh, at Petra's. And then, God willing, maybe we'll come. You know, we'll, sometime in May or June, we'll be back here with you. You know, come back, we'll, come uh, back uh, for another show. That would show. be great. You know, we'd yeah, love we'll, to. We'll do be that. really
0: top by then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been working. We'll on have new a new day stuff out for sure. We do might guys, even have a
3: new record on out. We might even have a new thing out there by that point. Yeah. So,
2: if you guys if you guys follow Roman Candles on social media, remember it's Roman Candles rule. Okay, um, I'm sure they'll be able to see those dates and promo for those upcoming
0: shows absolutely yeah
2: and as far as upcoming shows goes uh here at the rooster uh thursday february 9th we resume our storyteller series we have robert johnson coming in to do his storytellers these guys are over here nodding you know rob
0: i do you know robert, he's <laughs> fantastic rob, friend so of ours robert yeah.
2: came in here uh, him and his and his wife came in for some of our open mics and he got up and performed and when he come off stage, I ran right up to him and was like, I want you to come do a storyteller. Yeah. <laughs> He's a so, good guy. He's yeah, good he guy. seems like a really, really great guy. Um, so that's Thursday the 9th. That's a free show, by the way. Uh, Friday the 10th, we have Maiden Voyage. That is an Iron Maiden tribute out of Winston-Salem. Opening for them will be Project 13, who has played our stage before. Project 13's awesome. They're a little mix of originals and covers. Um, Saturday the 11th, we have Ben Gatlin. And then uh, the following week, on the 16th, which is a Thursday, we're going to have an open blues jam. So bring your instrument and mm. get up and play some blues on our stage. Again, that's free. And then uh, this Friday the 17th, we've got the Britt Cates duo. Opening for him will be recently signed Garrett Huffman. Young kid. He's like 17, 18 years old. Just mm. got signed. Just him and a guitar. He just started learning how to play guitar during the pandemic. Oh, really? He was an athlete turned musician. And the guy was just born to win. <laughs> <So> he'll <laughs> he be must on our have stage. had music in his soul. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, to, Saturday the 18th, Chris Furry and Medicine Crow. Opening for them will be Echo 13. That's a show you're not going to want to miss. Those guys are amazing. And then uh, Sunday the 19th, we've got Palmetto Drive coming to the stage. So a lot of fun stuff lined up here at the Rooster. You can check out more of Roman Candles at Roman Candle Rule OK. Roman Candles Rule Okay. I'll get that right eventually. Uh, it's, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but
2: fellas, I really appreciate you coming down here today, taking the time to talk with us. Thanks for um, having us man. I've enjoyed this. I'm really looking forward to your show.
0: Thank uh, you for having us, Anything man.
2: you yeah, want to leave the audience with before we get out of here?
3: Uh, Peace just, and love, uh, man. Yeah, it's all love, and, uh, you know, stay healthy, stay, uh, stay safe out there, and hopefully we'll see you here at the Rooster on the 3rd of February.
2: All right, come Absolutely. check them out. Peace out. Thanks a lot. Enjoy this. Uh, v- Here we'll do my uh, MTV VJ thing. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we got Roman candles with their song Faces.